Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Facebook Live. I'm your director, John Zerflu, coming to you from my office here. Sorry about wearing the mask. I'm just doing this as a reminder. Uh, tomorrow, we're supposed to be wearing these uh, in public. If you didn't start already today, there was a little bit of confusion on the dates. Um, seeing everybody say hi to each other in the stream and joining us. We've got 28 already. Uh, I'm going to take the mask off in order to be able to connect with you tonight. I'm all alone here in my office after hours and uh, excited about another opportunity to connect with everybody. Uh, let's begin by going to my usual introductory slides. I'm going to go to Facebook Live and uh, give you uh, just a little bit of an insight into our day today. And first slide up is uh, just sharing with you the wonderful evening I've had. And thank you for being patient while I came back a little bit uh, late tonight at 8 p.m. But I've been enjoying IB Art. And I'm just excited about the three sessions I sat in on tonight uh, to get a sense of how these kids have pulled together wonderful exhibition uh, without the space this year. And, I, and I, I'm disappointed that we can't all gather in a gallery together to enjoy these amazing uh, pieces. But uh, I just have to share with you, and you can see the little Zoom window where a group of us was uh, enjoying some of these pieces and having the artists describe to us their journey through art. Uh, again, just uh, an indication that even with uh, life isolation, we can still do many of the things that we have would have done if we were here in brick and mortar. Uh, and these kids really pulled off an amazing two nights of uh, absolutely wonderful presentations of, of their learning journey and, and their development as, as aspiring artists, artists in the true sense, uh, you know, gallery competent work across the board. Uh, to Miss Nonato and, and her crew, a big shout out for a wonderful job well done. Um, we also need to talk about some projects that are going on. We had e-notes come out tonight, and apologies, we have to do a little bit of editing. We had some of our information incorrect, but uh, first is the 3D printers are running hard and fast upstairs right now, printing uh, three-dimensional masks, the laser cutter cutting the plastic to go with it, and the face mask will be on their way to hospitals and first-line uh, responders uh, in short order here. We have them uh, in production, and uh, the goal is to get a 1,000 of these done over the next period of time, and so we're really excited about that. And then the first group of face masks that were actually sewn by mothers in our community, this is the first round, uh, went to a hospital today, as we reported in eNotes, uh, was misquoted as coming from our community. Now that comes next. So the project that's going to be pushed out to our community uh, is coming soon. And we're really excited about uh, getting uh, families and others involved. We'll have the designs and uh, the materials uh, and opportunities to borrow potentially equipment from us uh, so that we can get uh, kids and parents and all of us involved in continuing the project of developing cloth face masks. So uh, we're very excited about that. And thank you to the moms who got the first batch together uh, and to uh, Ms. Stalwarts, our uh, uh, service learning coordinator, who was able to get them uh, to the hospital. And I should mention, we've still got lots of work uh, going on here at school and garden projects and things like that that the kids had left behind. We're keeping those fresh and keeping engaged with those projects so that they'll be ready 
on the moment our kids return. Um, just wanted to share with you a little bit of the numbers on elementary this week. A nice balance between central elementary and the early childhood in terms of uh, you know, Zoom time and, and single subject. This gives you a sense of some of the attendance numbers for kids that are showing up for these things. Some of these are optional and parents are doing a good job of kind of gauging screen time at home and getting kids involved in these things. Uh, when they feel like they're, they're ready and able to take on additional stuff. Um, I myself was a guest teacher in grade one this morning teaching research skills to kids as we studied iguanas uh, in a way of getting the kids ready to do additional research on their habitats. And so wonderful opportunity to go into a breakout room and work with three students uh, to develop those skills so they could come back and report to the class. So it was a it was a great day overall with some opportunity for me to connect with some of the kids, which was fun. Next steps, uh, we're continuing our adjustments and additions as we've now expended, extended our time out through April 26. I've got a question mark next to that because we're all still not sure when the day will come that we will start opening, but it is on the horizon. And so planning is going on for that uh, in terms of getting ready for a potential opening. We're building and reinforcing habits and practices, finding our rhythm, and so we're excited about that. Um, and the classroom-based time, or the community building time, has now become more instructional support, helping kids through their learning and understanding how it is that uh, that learning is being developed through a combination of the activities and the instructional support time working together. And we'll have another round of parent survey sometime early next week uh, to see if we're honing in on adjusting those numbers and developing things further. Um, just again, reminding you of some of the links and activities going on. The Connecting Hearts is still going strong. The ASW Warriors uh, activity sharing has still got new posts in there and exciting stuff going up. Uh, Math Warriors still continues to go strong, so please look, take a look at what they're doing. And today we floated out Teacher and Staff Appreciation Day tomorrow, and we've uh, added additional ways uh, to connect and send your thoughts to our teachers and staff on their annual Appreciation Day. And so uh, take a look at Zimplicity, because that's where all three buttons are at. The Facebook page, some people were having trouble accessing that, so we've also set up a Padlet, um, and, a couple, and another means by which you can share your thoughts with teachers and, and how we're going uh, to uh, show our appreciation for teachers and staff in our annual and important way. We won't have the lunch or the flowers this time, uh, but we know that you'll uh, initiate your creativity working with your students and share that love with teachers on this all-important day. So that's it for me. I'm going to go back to questions and just switch right back. Um, I've got the first one up uh, from Stefania, and uh, I, you're asking about confirmation about the 26, and it's a great question. We don't have uh, a confirmation of it. We only know what the government has told us last week and what we are expecting right now, and that is a potential opening on the 26. But I spent some time today, and I've been spending time this week, in meetings with uh, school heads around the world who are, are facing this challenge, uh, my cohorts in CESA across the European region, 
And we believe that there's a news uh, report probably coming tomorrow about Poland that may confirm or may change the date. We're just not sure. Uh, but we're planning to open. And, and what I mean by that is we're looking at what strategies and what uh, methodologies might we use, again, gleaning from experience around the world, um, to understand how we might open. And you're suggesting some of the things that we're looking at. It may be a staggered opening. We may not have all kids come back at once. Um, there may be schedules involved in the way in which we open and maybe uh, doing a blended program of some in school time and continue with some um, in at home on virtual school time. This isn't clear at this point. And uh, while we have some ideas, we're really relying on the advice of medical professionals, uh, the government advice, and any stipulations that they might impose upon an opening, and our own feeling about what we can determine to be a safe and appropriate approach. Uh, we're still um, living in a bit of a bubble with uh, uh, you know, uh, not any reported cases to us in our own community. Uh, we know they're close to us and we know there are cases obviously around us. Uh, but uh, you know the, 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 the doctors are giving us advice on the things that we should consider and how we can manage uh, 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 a challenge like this and bringing kids back to school under the veil of this, uh, this virus still out there. And there's no way that you can simply close the door to the virus at the front gate or at the doors of the school. A virus doesn't obey the rules. I think I wrote about that a short time ago. And so it's hard for us to imagine how we can have some degree of risk associated with an opening knowing that the virus still exists out there, isn't going away anytime soon. So, you know, we're really going to uh, you know, uh, try to understand it and try to develop it in a way uh, that we can. Um, let's see. I'm looking for additional questions here. Um, yeah, and, and somebody speaks to one of the issues the doctor was talking about. And in, in Denmark, we're hearing that they're opening schools, but they're requiring kids to respect a two-meter social distancing in a, in a school environment. And, and we find that somewhat hard to imagine how we could uh, establish distancing rules, particularly with our youngest population. So uh, it's something that is going to cause us a pause. I firmly believe that there's really not much more um, that we can institute in schools beyond what we were doing right before we closed. The additional cleaning, the hand washing, uh, disinfectants, uh, heavy cleaning on the nights and evenings, doorknob surfaces, uh, re restricting movement around the building or at least reducing it to a certain extent. Uh, but within a classroom setting, there's going to be engagement and involvement with kids and there's just not a way to avoid that. So an opening um, entails parents coming to grips with um, the additional risk associated with coming to school. Now, the good news is uh, for kids, there's still a solid data out there that they tend to be less impacted by this should it emerge, uh, but it, it's not 100%, and, and it's a risky environment in schools. But we've had risk and disease in our school environment uh, since the first day I started teaching and long before that. So um, schools are always going to be a place where with kids and with contact, um, there is potential risk. We'll try to respond to that and we'll try to use the medical professionals 
to really uh, help us understand this. Um, and then there's parent choice. And of course, any opening and even our closing was based on what does attendance look like and how do we manage it from the standpoint of uh, tuning into the needs of our community and what they choose to do. U.S. parents have the choice about what your risk threshold is. And our attendance numbers will tell us whether or not that risk threshold has been met and, and what other things we potentially need to do. And we're going to be doing this until there's a viable immunization or other methodology for eradicating this disease, just as it has been for other diseases throughout history. Um, and so we'll have, to, we'll have to follow the lead again of our, our medical practitioners, what is the degree of risk? What is the degree of risk for the outcomes associated with the disease? And, and how much of that are we willing to bear? And part of that is also assessing the ability of the healthcare system to take care of you when you do become sick. And that's part of the risk formula as well. Um, the question that comes up is, if we decide to reopen and someone decide to stay home, do you think it'd be possible to connect remotely? There'll be some remote connection, but it'll be hybrid. It won't be uh, the virtual school. I've said this before, is that um, they are absolutely sure that we can't do both programs at the same time. So we have to think about how we monitor this um, a methodology of taking care of kids particularly in vulnerable populations who won't be able to or who choose that it's not right for them to come to school. That's that risk matrix. And so we'll have to consider how do we support those kids um, and, and in what ways might we do it effectively. So we're going to continue to come up with a medium and, and a best solution on this. Um, if some, if some kids decide not to come to school, that's what I was saying before, we are just going to come up with a plan. We're going to serve you. We're going to serve you in some fashion. It, it's going to have to be hybrid, and we're going to find ways to make sure that we full, fully do it all the way to the end. Um, just to confirm, the school calendar is not now locked. Yes, I want to make that absolutely clear to our constituency. Whether we're in virtual school or in real life, back in seats, our term of the calendar is done. So we have made our correction. We've made the necessary adjustment that we felt was prudent under the circumstances. We're still facing challenges come summer with travel, with quarantine times on both sides, with families going hither and yon. And so we made the right choice and we're, we're fully confirming tonight. And for anybody who asks, this is the calendar for the remainder of the year. The website's been updated. Everything that I sent out earlier this week is absolutely confirmed. And so we have our three-day weekends, and we have our balanced calendar, and we finish on June 5th, and that will not change. So please make sure everybody uh, gets that message that we are absolutely committed to our amended calendar. Okay, uh, let's see. So somebody else is asking, is this even being considered already? Yes, we are planning, as we should prudently, for reopening. So I said that a little bit earlier, that we are planning for opening. Um, we are relying on government to tell us whether they're willing to allow us to open. That's the first step. But it doesn't necessarily mean we'll open as the government has directed on the next day. We may take um, a measured or prudent approach 
uh, to moving into opening. And so um, stay tuned because we're going to have plans uh, developed probably pretty much by the end of this week, early next week, um, that will have us ready to implement when we know better what the decisions of the government and of the health um, uh, practitioners that we rely on for advice are telling us to do. Um, the, actually, this question about uh, th the spring break and the three-day weekends, we've already done that change. So that change is out. And yes, we did create the three-day weekend. So we have three-week stints with three-day weekends as bookends between now and June 5th. It balances our schedule, gives us a breather in between these three-week stints. We're now in a three-week stint, so we have this week, next week, and the following week, and then a three-day weekend. And you can look at the calendar online, and you can see exactly how we've changed it in order to build uh, a way of getting through the rest of the year in concrete chunks. And that's whether, again, we're in virtual school or we're back in seats here in the school. We're going to keep to that schedule and keep to that calendar all the way to the end. Um, and so watch for that. That's going to, that's going to be continuing. Okay. Um, the ASW opening strategy should be shared with parents. Yes, we're very close to being able to do that. I expect I'll be able to share it with you in depth next week. Um, so next Wednesday, you'll have that reopening strategy ready to uh, see what we've planned. I'm working with both the administrative team and the board on this. The board will have some executive session time on Monday night after their meeting uh, to discuss this reopening strategy and weigh in on it. And yes, we are absolutely focused on developing an appropriate strategy for our population and that takes into account all of our uh, specific needs. So uh, please know we'll be sharing that with you in due course and making sure everybody's aware of it, whatever date the government ultimately tells us we're heading towards. Um, as we keep going down here, there, uh, there might be self-quarantines and exposure kinds of things. Uh, contact tracing is obviously part of a plan for reopening and what the government's allowing. I should announce that one of the doctors I spoke to today says uh, drive-through testing is opening in Warsaw uh, in the coming days. And so you'll be able to go and drive through and get a test. Um, I understand it's a little bit pricey, but uh, plans may cover it. But for, as I understand it, 500 Zlotties, you'll be able to go and get yourself tested if you have any concerns. And many of the doctor's offices already have the finger prick blood test to determine if you have had COVID-19. In other words, if you have already uh, recovered from it, maybe you had a mild case, you didn't know it, uh, there's now a, a simple 15-minute blood test uh, that can determine whether you have had COVID-19 and you have the antibodies. Uh, but the test for determining if you're currently infected with COVID-19 still requires uh, the drive-through testing and takes two days to get the results back. So uh, just know that. I know that that's going to expand. So that's just the first uh, center that's been announced, and we'll have information on that come Friday. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we expect that tr uh, testing will become a normal part of life and will become opportunity for people to go and check, okay? Uh, let's see. I'm going to continue down here. 
Uh, I'm, I'm trying to discern between uh, my administrators who are online answering your questions tonight. So I want to make sure I uh, give a, a big shout out to them and thank you for helping answer some of the individual questions tonight. Um, I, I, ASPTO is writing, um, let me see if I can pull this up on the screen. Um, So this is, this is the question about whether we have any cases of COVID-19 in the SW community. Correct. I currently have no knowledge of a case in the ASW community. Uh, we had one case that was reported early on of a returning alumni to a family, and that's the only case that we are aware of. And he brought that COVID from outside and was immediately quarantined. And so uh, parents may not be reporting to me. We may have a case out there that I'm not aware of, but we've been monitoring our ASW health line. Uh, we've been staying in touch with everybody. We've had a few people go through testing because they were suspected of having a case, but we currently still have no case that's been reported to me of COVID-19 within the ASW community. So that's an accurate statement. And, uh, and one that, it, you know, again, if you know of one, Please reach out to me, write me uh, based, uh, and just reply to one of my morning messages and say, please uh, let me know if we have cases within the community um, because that'll help to inform our reopening plan. And, and that's part of what helps people determine uh, their feeling uh, for risk within our community. And, and we want to be very open and above board about that. Of course, it's also a very private matter. There's no uh, reason for anybody to disclose uh, it's it's a medical related issue, and so we're not and we're not requiring that. We're just trying to get a sense of how much has this uh, virus infected our community or affected our community, and uh, how would we respond to that? Knowing that that's one of our criteria on our risk matrix. Let's see. Oh, there's the drive-through test. So it looks like it's right next to City Hall 580 PLN started from today. There you go. Confirmation of what the doctors were telling me is that it's uh, coming. And you do not, there's, the next question is interesting. In No, you do not need to be referred by a doctor. This is, uh, this is total choice. Drive up and get it done. Uh, you do not have to be referred by a doctor. There's no uh, 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 symptomatic criteria for being able to get this. So you can go in and do this on your own at your own discretion. And that's where we were in February before uh, the Italian issue started to emerge is we had hospitals in the area that were doing the test and then they closed it down because of the lack of materials and ability to uh, do the testing, the lab space. And so it seems like now they've ramped it up to the point where they are able to, uh, to allow it to go back on the market as an optional test for people to do. So it is available. And again, it's uh, in Ursinov next to City Hall. So thank you for sharing that, whoever uh, put that online. Again, when I'm looking at my screen here and looking at your questions, I don't always see who the user is. And so I may not be able to uh, discern between an individual or, uh, or somebody else. Um, interesting question. Are the students required to wear masks inside campus? We don't know that answer yet. It is one of the things that heads of school around the world are considering. And that is where... Uh, whether students should be wearing masks in inside of school. Uh, the doctors are giving mixed messages about whether that's effective, but the government may order it. 
And if the government orders it, we'll comply with it. We might do it even if the government doesn't comply with it, if the medical advice is that this makes sense. Um, and, and so we're already considering and, and talking about what supply issues would look like and how we would manage this. Uh, we obviously aren't going to be doing um, medical practitioner level. We're talking cloth masks that do not have uh, the same capabilities. Um, and so it's a question mark right now. But there was research done by WHO that supported masks as a mitigating factor in a generalized social distancing environment. And so uh, you saw the regulations on the masks. We're all wearing them on the streets and in all public places tomorrow in all mass transit. Um, so please make sure you've got your masks on and, and outside of uh, your home uh, because it does sound like they are going to be checking and they are expecting people to comply with those directives. All right. Let's see if there's anything else here. Any other questions? Or I'm going to go back and see um, if there's any questions I missed. I'm still... Um, There's a, a few questions about, you know, blended learning, uh, virtual learning, um, all of the things that we've been experiencing during this time and what it's teaching us. And we've come to the grips uh, this week, particularly as we've smoothed out more rough edges and as we've gotten into a flow that we're learning a lot about learning uh, right now um, and what kinds of things work, uh, what kinds of things don't work. Uh, it's It's been fascinating to reflect on what we're going to take back from this experience that's going to enhance our ability to teach and learn in the classroom. So in some ways, uh, we're now turning the corner on survival and turning into growth and learning and development mode uh, that helps us understand our practice and our profession in a different context. We have many of our students who are actually doing well, if not better in this environment, uh, that they found a new voice for themselves in this environment. Um, that's not true for everybody, but that's not true for everybody in a regular school environment. There are some that embrace it and do really well in it, others that are shyer and maybe have more difficulty being in large groups. I saw that in my uh, first grade group today. I had a wonderful time with the with the three and the small group breakout session. But when we came back, uh, one of the kids was a little bit shyer. And, and you could see that it was more difficult for him to share in the large Zoom with all the pictures on the screen and, and how daunting that was to him and a couple other of his classmates. But in that small group breakout, he, he really shined. He really had a good insight into the things that he was learning and could do that even in that, in that Zoom-ish interface. Um, but I, I have this sense that all of the things that we take out of our toolbox that we do with kids um, are, are different for every child. Every child's going to have a different experience. It's always the case. And we want to capitalize on the positive things that kids are experiencing and, and keep track of them and build on those successes. And at the same time, try to find where we're missing the mark and how we can help those kids get better and how we can help them do better. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm going to scan down here and see if there's other things popping up. I'm not seeing anything more. Are there other questions out there? Please shoot them at me. Otherwise, I may make this a shorter night tonight because it's certainly been a long day here um, at, uh, at the American School. 
Uh, I, by the way, have been here almost every day uh, since the closure. I, I know that others have been in and out uh, working from home, uh, but I've chosen to kind of stay here and be on the hub, so I'm turning the lights on in the morning and uh, turning them off at night when I head out the door uh, and, uh, and basically holding the fort down. So I'm really uh, uh, missing you guys terribly and hoping for the kids and the parents and all of you uh, that we can come back soon because uh, uh, it's a lonely building right now. Um, summer school adjusted. Um, we have been doing investigation on summer school dates and because it's a mixed crowd, we are not currently thinking about changing the summer school dates. We're thinking of, of keeping them where they are. Um, there's still a chance we might change them as we get closer, but we're talking to uh, the... Um, we're talking to the ones who've signed up already and seeing what their sensibilities are, as well as to those who might participate in summer school and join. Um, celebrating seniors last day, Friday, lots of things going on. There's uh, deadlines for various contributions. I know Mr. Sheehan has a, a wonderful uh, wide schedule of things for seniors as we get to their last day on Friday. Um, and we're looking to do everything we possibly can in virtual mode uh, to value that significant milestone for them. Uh, and even without exams, there are still uh, lots of things going on uh, to essentially uh, begin that process of bringing their year uh, to a close and, and their schooling uh, life to a close here at ASW. So we're excited about um, um, uh, doing that and, and, and still keeping connection with all of our seniors. So look for more details on that. I think it's primarily going out to high school parents and to the senior class. Uh, Mr. Sheehan just uh, uh, are still, said they're still in their classes and then he's connecting with them at the end of the day with a surprise for them on Friday. And so, uh, Amy, there's your, there's your answer on that. Uh, let's see. Uh, doctor's offices. The only one I know off the top of my head is Dr. DeRota's office has the antibody tests. And so, um, she was the one that first turned me on to it, but she, dem she said they were distributed broadly in Warsaw, became readily available and that the order started flowing in. So, um, so we're, um, we're keeping going there. This is a great one. Could we please continue with Seesaw Home Activities once we are back? Yes, I think there's a, a, a deep insight into Seesaw now that's uh, uh, coming along for uh, understanding how these Seesaw activities can really be capitalized upon. We were still developing our use of Seesaw as a way of extending the classroom, and I think this is a, this is a great question and one that we should really consider and it does mean Seesaw has been moved to the max now. And I don't think we need to fully back off on that. I think it can be a cornerstone part of our classroom. And that's what we're learning from this experience. We're learning how powerful it can be. That and Flipgrid and, 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 and Zoom, of course, to help us get that interaction time. Uh, but, you know, all of these tools... Uh, we really test them in this environment. We really push the boundaries with them. And then we find out, yeah, maybe we've been missing something all along. Maybe we could be doing this more even when we're back in school. And so the lights are coming on and the learnings are happening. And there's lots of great things um, that are coming from this. And, and thank you for that because that's a tremendous validation of those seesaw activities and the 2,000 plus posts I see a day of, 
of both activities and feedback from teachers to students in how they're doing. Let's see. Somebody put a link up, and I'm, I'm assuming this is uh, uh, coronavirus uh, information, government, uh, that helps you, direct you to testing and other information. So take a look at that in the chat stream and click through and see if that's helpful to you. Um, let's see. There's some other statements from administrators about workload and those kinds of things, and I value those. So we'll be uh, keeping our eyes on that and making sure that uh, as we come back, we'll figure out how to connect things together. Um, thank you again for all the thank yous woven through the chat here. It's tremendously reinforcing to us to know that we're um, hitting at least on some fronts, and uh, and I do appreciate um, all of the feedback that I get, as well as the messages that come to me on a daily basis, I answer all of those, um, usually within about 24 hours. Uh, we just did um, a lot of good things, and, uh, and, and, and I really do value that uh, it's been a team effort here. Uh, there is a tremendous amount of, uh, of absolute commitment here to making sure we get through this. Um, and, I, and I think that's evident on a daily basis with everything that we're doing in classrooms, uh, Zoom classrooms or regular classrooms, Seesaw classrooms, whatever form they take, and how we're trying to uh, value everything that we created in an ASW community and turn that into action in the current circumstances. Uh, we will be back together. And, uh, and I also want to just do a quick shout out and note that there has been no change to next year's calendar. Uh, I reinforce that for new families coming in. They're signing up and enrolling as we speak. All of us are, are holding positive thoughts for coming back uh, to, uh, to school again, not, not only this year, hopeful of coming back this year, but that we will definitely be planning on our opening date as it's currently planned. And so uh, let's, uh, let's keep positive thoughts about that and our, our hopefulness. Uh, that will come out of this current situation into a more moderate and thoughtful and careful and cautious environment that will allow us to continue school um, and, uh, and what's happening. Uh, great question here at the end before I sign off. Are you hearing from other international schools that have actually returned to school? Yes. Uh, in Southeast Asia, uh, there are schools that are coming back together. We're watching their strategies and how they're working for them. Uh, Taipei American, uh, Hong Kong schools, uh, Beijing, uh, Guangzhou, uh, Shanghai. Uh, we're hearing these stories of these schools who after eight, ten weeks out are coming back to school. And so we're very much tuned into that. I was in meetings today uh, with school board members from around the world. There were 130 of us online talking about uh, reopening school and some of the challenges that we face. I'll be online tomorrow with heads of school around the world, another 100 or so, and we'll be about 40 of us for CESA tomorrow uh, to talk about opening strategies for this region. As we're now hearing Denmark, Austria, Norway, Finland, all considering opening in the coming weeks. Um, so we're very much tuned into our neighbors and uh, very much thinking about how we will do this both prudently and effectively. Okay. And parents, thank you for that. Parents, thank you, thank you, thank you for all your work supporting your kids at home. We can't do this without you. This is a partnership. 
Um, so thank you for noting that. Um, we really need to be helping each other. And again, reach out to us if you're still um, struggling, if you're having concerns, if like our teachers with ch small children and older children at home together and balancing those things out, if we can do anything to help, please just reach out to us. And, uh, and the messages, we've tried to respond to everything. I've had phone calls. I've referred them to teachers, to principals, to try to make sure we address your concerns. And we should check back in again if we're still not getting there because we really want to. Um, don't misunderstand. There is a big, big, big intent here on our part to try to do this right and in the best way we possibly can. And I hope you're sensing that from afar and through these evenings and through all the messages that, that you're getting. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, just uh, thank you, Maria, for that last message. I think I'm going to try to reach to a sign-off here unless there's any last questions. Uh, we'll have more time and back to our regular time next week of 7 p.m. Um, hopefully lots of information coming out of the board meeting. Uh, look for information later this week on uh, accessing the board meeting. If you'd like to join us virtually, there's an opportunity to do that via Zoom on Monday night at 6 p.m., um, we are doing our farewell to seniors on Friday. We are going to make sure we do that well. Um, and we're all going to cross our fingers and hope um, that we can be back together here at the ASW campus um, at the earliest opportunity uh, possible. Thanks again, one and all, for uh, staying with me in these various meetings. I think we went past 70 tonight in terms of uh, people logged in. I appreciate your questions, your thoughts, your thank yous and everything that you do to contribute to the ASW community. It's the warrior way, and we're all in this together. Have a wonderful evening, everybody, and I'll see you next week.